back in the days, I was like, hmm, because I talk so much about veganism, I bet you my podcast is going to have so many haters. So I'm going to call them beefer, like for fun. Hello, fellow peacemakers. Welcome to Make Peace Not Beef, a fun and informative podcast about making peace with yourself and the world. I'm your host, Lily, and we'll explore everything from climate change to plant-based to self-development and more. Follow me on my YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at Make Peace Not Beef for episode highlights, bonus content, and giveaways. All right, let's start the episode. I think we're ready to get started. Do I look okay? Oh my gosh, I'm wearing a Vice Tech beanie. And just so you guys know, this episode is not sponsored by Vice Tech. <laughs> I mean, I just found it in my closet. I mean, I work at Vice, so they indirectly sponsor the podcast through my salary. So I guess they kind of do. But anyway, <laughs> hello, fellow peacemakers. Welcome back to episode 40 of Make Peace Not Beef. And guess what? We recently reached 1K followers on Instagram. Yay! <laughs> So I just want to thank you all for continuing to tune into Make Peace Not Beef every single week and for continuing to support my podcast. I mean, we're 10 months in, 40 episodes in. This is this is huge. I would have never thought that I could have made it this far. So I just want to thank every single one of you. Your support means so, so, so much to me. Aww. And to celebrate, today I'm actually going to do a very special episode. Um, I don't think any podcaster has ever done this but I've had this idea in my head for a very long time. But what I plan to do today is to go back and react to my earlier episodes <laughs> and critique them. I am so excited. I don't even know how I'm going to feel listening to my earlier episodes. It's been a while. I mean, the first episode was produced actually last December in 2020. So I'm really excited to go back and, you know, like, and see how I feel about my earlier episodes. By the way, for listeners who are listening on Spotify, I highly, highly recommend you to go on my YouTube channel uh, to watch this episode because this is a reaction video and um, the video version is just so much better. I mean, you, you're not even gonna know what I'm reacting to unless you watch the video. So please be sure to tune into the video version of this episode, it's going to make a big difference. All right, without further ado, why don't we get started? <laughs> so first I'm gonna go on Spotify and pull up my podcast page. Ah, there it is, make peace not be. <laughs> I still get very excited every time I see it because you know, I get to see the podcast name and then there's my name and oh my gosh, and the podcast logo and the cover. Oh my gosh, I spent so much time working on this logo. I want to give a shout out to um, Alana, Elena. Uh, she is the designer that actually designed the custom typography, which is like the font for my podcast cover. Yeah, this took a lot of back and forth. So I'm really happy with how it turned out. And like every time I see my logo now printed everywhere, like on my tote bag and it's just, it's just so exciting. Uh, here we go. Okay, so why don't we get started? Let's start with episode two of my podcast, which is the pilot episode, why I became a vegan and how it changed my life. This was the first episode that I ever released and I'm really excited to go back and listen to it and see how I feel. Are you ready? Okay, let's do this. Oh, there goes the old intro. <laughs> Hello, fellow peacemaker. How many of y'all still remember Thanks this intro? Thanks for joining me on episode two. Oh my gosh, Beefer. <laughs> it's Lily, your host. And today I'm really excited to take you back in time and walk you through why I decided to become a vegan 
Yeah, so quick commentary here. So yeah, I, I used to call um, the listeners, well, I still call my listeners peacemakers, but back in the days I was like, hmm, because I talk so much about veganism, I bet you my podcast is going to have so many haters. So I'm going to call them beefer, like for fun, you know, not not actually. But then um, one of my friends, she gave me feedback and she said, oh, Lily, you should stop calling them beefers because that's kind of rude. Like that's going to discourage so many people from listening to your podcast, which is why later on I changed my intro and I also changed my intro music. But Oh my gosh, this old intro music, it just it just still like provokes so much nostalgia. So yeah, let, let's keep going. And how it was the single biggest awakening in my life. Before I begin, I have a question for you. What does veganism mean to you? Think about it and shoot me your answers at lily at makepeacenotbe.com. I can't believe I actually asked people to email That's me. L-I-L-L-Y. <laughs> As if people are going to email me. I'd love to hear what you think it means. By the way, uh, I actually do get listener emails nowadays. So, you know, it, it kind of works out, but um, it's, it's really funny. Yeah, let's keep going. If you're thinking, Lily, I don't want to hear you or another vegan bring up <laughs> veganism in front of me ever. And you're contemplating skipping this episode? Yeah, so I'm not sure if you noticed, but usually whenever I pose a question, there I kind of do this like voiceover of the voice of a cute little girl, and she's the one asking the question. It's actually my voice, of course. I just elevate the pitch um, in Adobe Audition. Back in the days when I used to edit all my episodes. So this episode was, of course, edited by me. Um, yeah, let, let, let's keep going. I assure you, one, there's some eye-opening and useful knowledge in this episode that you don't want to miss out on. And two, I won't try to sell you veganism mm. because that's not the goal of my podcast. My goal is to sit- By the way, you guys have no idea how much time I used to spend on just searching for um, like background music tracks because that, that took me a long time because it's hard to find a track that is not too distracting and doesn't take away from the episode, but it kind of like um, complements my voice. It, it was just so hard. It took so much digging, but yeah, let's keep going. I thought veganism was yet another first world trendy diet invented by did. rich people who wanted to appear edgy or posh to differentiate themselves from everyone else, mm. including the vegetarians, under the pretense of consuming a morally superior and healthier diet. That's true. That's what I genuinely thought veganism was. <laughs> In my head, if you really care about animals, becoming vegetarian should be enough, right? Why do you need to take the extra step to cut out the dairy and eggs? You have a point. That seems awfully unnecessary, other than for show. And seriously, why does a vegan cookie cost more than a regular cookie anyway if you're actually cutting out the butter and egg? Right? That's actually a good point. I still don't know the answer to this question. I guess uh, limited supply and demand? None of this made sense to me. Save water. So I became a practical environmentalist that protected water as a sacred resource. Hmm. I saved water and energy everywhere I could. Not kidding. I used to pee in the dark and not flush the toilet after because I thought I was saving both oh water and electricity. <laughs> okay, Lily, TMI, TMI. That's that's way too much information to disclose Gross on your podcast. But I thought I was the real Gross. hero and the defender of Mother Earth. Okay. <laughs> Wait, Lily. You went off on this is low-key embarrassing. Why is any of this related to veganism? <laughs> All that is to say is that even though I wasn't a vegan, and I still gave water, so I became fully enjoyed under the hot summer sun. Mm. Unfortunately, all had to be produced wow. this way. The dramatic background music. I was horrified. Music. And it's actually, it actually works. And deeply saddened. So this is the part where I kind of 
talk about uh, the dairy industry and the truth behind the dairy industry. So I did a little expose. What I had unknowingly done. Mm. Then I learned what happened after the cow had just given birth to a baby calf. In the video, I saw the adorable baby calf looking up at his or her mother with Aww. big innocent eyes, wanting to cuddle with the mother cow. The mother cow, like a normal human mother would with her maternal instinct, mm. affectionately licks her new baby daughter or son as they try to bond. And that's when the dairy farmer unrelentingly grabs the seconds old baby cow by her head and throws her into a steel cage and separates her from her mother. Man, this is why I don't go back and listen to my episode. Like, I still get emotional listening to this part of the episode where I talked about why I decided to become a vegan. So yeah, if you haven't listened to this episode yet, please do because in this episode, I really talked about the vegan awakening that I had and what made me go vegan overnight because for the longest time, I just did not make the connection between animal agriculture and the level of brutality that is involved. So please do give it a listen. I'm not going to spoil this, which is why I'm not going to keep playing this episode. fully enjoyed under the hot mm. summer sun. I'm very new to the game, but that doesn't make me care any less. Mm. The real challenge of being a vegan is staying a vegan and navigating the social circumstances around veganism. So hard. <laughs> Every day, I think about the questions I've told you earlier, and I think about how I can make an impact with my limited time on this planet. Mm. Since becoming a vegan, I feel so much more connected to every aspect of the world, to animals, to other humans, to the planet, and everything else. It's actually a miraculous transformation. I feel this outpour of compassion that makes me want to relate to and understand okay. others, hear their stories, and see things through their lens That's so I can sweet. better empathize with them. It's by manifesting compassion that I create peace with myself and everything around me. Well said. There are days where I wonder if everything in my life prior to becoming a vegan was really leading up to this revelation, this awakening, which gives me a newfound purpose and drive to tackle climate change, animal abuse, and inequality and violence in the world everywhere. So let's not make any more beef, ladies and gentlemen. Let's start planting those peas so that peace can one day dominate the world. Wow. I have to say, for a first episode that was very, very well produced, <laughs> and by the way, for those of you who didn't know, back in the days, I didn't have this setup, right? Like, I was literally, so I wrote out the entire script, I, and I typed it on um, Apple Notes, and then I just read it off the script, and I literally was speaking into my iPhone. That's it. I used voice memos to record all these episodes, and then I imported the audio files into Adobe Audition, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty impressed with how it turned out. Let's keep going. I hope you liked this episode and found it helpful. Uh, if you're still a hater, there goes the old intro. Well, thank you for being such a loyal beaver oh and listening God. all the way through. I'm still addressing the beavers. Okay, let's go. Don't forget to subscribe for better episodes down the road. Your support is my creative juice. Here we go. If you have any questions, shoot me an email at lily at makepeacenotbeef.com. <laughs> That's lily spelled L-I-L-L-Y. Yeah, you know why? Because so many people misspell my name. Even though like, 
literally my name is everywhere on my Instagram, on my podcast, but a lot of people, even some of my closest friends still misspell it as L-I-L-Y. And so I just have to keep like reiterating that like, no, my name is spelled with two L's, it's L-I-L-L-Y. And back in the days, I didn't mention my Instagram because I did not have an Instagram page back in January. I actually created the Instagram page in February, which is why I was like, please email me if you have any questions, as if anyone was gonna email me. Surprisingly, nowadays, I do get a lot of emails, but back in the days, yeah, no one was emailing me, (laughs) but I just kept it going anyway, because, you know, you have to make yourself sound legit. You know, you have to actually have an email. I just felt like that's that's what podcasters did. You know, if you have any emails, feel free to shoot me a question. (laughs) Anyway, let's keep going. Feel free to check out my website, makepeacenotbeef.com for more information. All right, so that was the first episode. (laughs) I love how it's episode two. That was the epic fail. It's meant to be episode one, but then I made a mistake, so it became episode two. Um, Why I became a vegan and how it changed my life. Yeah, this is one of the most quintessential episodes of my podcast because it kind of talks about the philosophy behind Make Peace Not Beef and why the podcast is called Make Peace Not Beef. Obviously, you know, there's an element of veganism to it. Um, and it's kind of like the underlying theme that ties together a lot of my podcast episodes. So be sure to give it a listen if you haven't. <laughs> if you're a loyal peacemaker, you should have listened to this episode at least five times. <laughs> anyway, moving on to my next episode. Uh, the next one I want to do is actually uh, episode four. How can technology help solve climate change? So actually, this is one of my favorite episodes, but I think it's like one of the most underrated episodes because I was looking at the stats on Anchor the other day, and this is not, surprisingly, this is not one of my most popular episodes. But you have no idea, like I did weeks and weeks of research to prepare for this episode. Like I covered everything from clean tech to energy to transportation to agriculture to telecommunications, smart cities, and I kind of just documented all the innovation and you know uh, breakthrough and progress in all these different areas that was helping to overcome climate change so this is one of the most in-depth and informative podcast episodes i've ever recorded on my podcast so if you still haven't listened to it please 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 do me a favor and go listen to episode four how can technology help solve climate change like some of the stuff i put into this episode i even wrote it in my like a uh, harvard application essay so like you know i really distilled it and i dropped lots of gems and and facts and truth bombs in this episode but i'm just gonna play a little bit of it so you know for you to gain a little bit of appreciation for it hopefully let's go i'm very new to the game but that doesn't Nice background music. Number one, energy. Arguably, this is the biggest one. There are three categories within energy. Mm. Energy generation, energy storage, and energy efficiency. Energy generation involves innovating new sources of renewable energy, including solar, wind, hydro, nuclear fission, nuclear fusion, that produce energy without contributing to greenhouse gas emissions, unlike burning coal. Now, fusion is going to be a game changer if we get it right. Nuclear fusion, unlike nuclear fission, which is what we currently use for nuclear power. Yeah, so here I talked about like energy and, and byproducts. That means there will not renewable be any energy risk of repeating Fukushima like battery technology and things like that. Devastating effect anyway, I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Reeling from to this day. communications industry is projected to use up so here i talk about uh advancements in telecommunications and how that's impacting the climate 20 percent of global electricity by 2030 and in countries where electricity is still at least partially produced from coal that means 
every time you stream your favorite episode of Netflix, you could be depriving someone else of fresh drinking water, as Tatiana Schlossberg mentioned in her book, Inconspicuous Consumption. Great book, by the way. Also read that. I suggest the audiobook because she's got this very sarcastic monotone and dry <laughs> humor, which really comes out in the audible version. Yeah, so uh, Tatiana Schlossberg, uh, I believe she's the, the granddaughter of JFK. She's an environmental journalist and she wrote this book called Inconspicuous Consumption. And I picked up this book actually while I was visiting uh, the Harvard campus back in 2019. Like while I was applying for Harvard, I went to, I took a trip to Boston and I visited the campus and I, I found this book in the bookstore. I was at the MIT bookstore, I don't remember, and then I just picked it up and started reading it. And it was just a fascinating book, like documenting like the environmental impact that you did not know that you had on the planet. And then she talks about how every time you stream Netflix, you could potentially be polluting someone else's fresh drinking water because like the data centers may be powered by coal and then the coal ashes might leak into rivers and affect someone else's uh, fresh drinking water supply, which I thought was just like, mind-blowing. It's crazy how the world is connected in so many ways that you could have never imagined. So yeah, be sure to tune into this episode. Uh, super informative, and if especially if you want to understand clean tech and clean energy and all these things, be sure to check out that episode. Anyway, uh, now I'm going to react to episode number five, uh, Stoicism. So it, it later became popular. Actually, it's not one of my most popular episodes, but um, I received a lot of uh, positive feedbacks on this episode, so let's give it a listen. What is Stoicism? What is Stoicism? Hmm. In my interpretation, Stoicism is the art of building emotional resilience such that no matter what goes on in the external world around you, you will always be able to achieve internal peace. In essence, Stoicism is living in accordance with nature and reason. If that's too meta, let me break it down. I was very eloquent back then. <laughs> hmm. Stoicism is? What is it? Make peace, not beef. Oh! That's clever! The goal of Stoicism is to help you achieve happiness, peace, and self-actualization by manifesting your greatest potential. A wow. lot of people conflate Stoicism with cynicism and think Stoics are these cold-hearted people who don't give a shit. Hmm. That's entirely false. It's false, guys. If cynics are pessimists, then Stoics are rational optimists. I identify as a rational optimist. I do. All right, that's, that's a little snippet for you on Stoicism. Um, it's a very powerful philosophy that helps me stay grounded and rational and calm, cool, collected at all times. Look, I'm not immune to human emotions, but I do rise above it. And I think Stoicism just really grounds me and anchors me during hard times. And that's how I am able to stay level-headed and rational and I wouldn't want to say happy, but you know, like I, I keep my cool most of the time. So yeah, be sure to check out Stoicism. I think it's really going to help you alleviate a lot of the stress that you encounter on your day-to-day -day life and also just help you make peace with yourself. I think this is the first episode where I talked about making peace with myself as a human being. So uh, this episode sort of ex explores a different aspect of make peace, not beef. So go check it out. It's really useful. Uh, now I want to react to episode number six. Feminism, being an independent woman and my atypical Asian mom. That's a, that's a mouthful. That's a very long title. Jeez. Let's look at the description. Ladies, this one is for you, so make sure you tune in. <laughs> so this episode is actually one of my most popular episodes ever on my podcast. And I kind of I, I predicted that. So let's give it a listen, shall we? So many of my friends. Having a job does not make you an independent woman. Having a purpose and identity of your own does. 
Cute. There goes that intro again. <laughs> What is Stoicism? In my okay, interpretation, Stoicism is the art of building emotional resilience such that no matter what goes on in the external world around you, you will always be able to achieve internal peace. So many of my friends want to grab drinks with my mom. Not me. Not this kidding. Is true. When I was 10 and still attending school in China, my mom introduced me to JLo's music and made me watch Beyonce's music videos. It's true. I think it was crazy in love. This actually happened. I was like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> By the way, if you know anything about Chinese culture, especially the Chinese education system, it's ultra strict and conservative. Yep. It's not like three-year-old American kids nowadays can just search up WAP on YouTube. <laughs> oh my god, I actually I actually had a little snippet of the song WAP on my podcast. That's incredible. So for those of you who don't know how I did it, so every time you hear like a little like a snippet of a track, I actually had to download the full track and I had to clip it and insert it. There's just so much attention to detail and these things took a shit ton of time to edit and I I don't think my listeners even know like how much time goes toward editing because I was the one editing all these podcasts myself so you know all these sound effects and uh, you know like music clips it just took so much so much time but going back and listening to it I'm like you know what that that was worth the effort because it kind of ties in nicely with my podcast I like all these little um I kind of like how I sprinkled it with all these like sound effects and like references to pop music that I made here and there. So let's keep going. I was still wearing a mandatory red scarf to school every day. I don't even think my listeners know what a red scarf is. <laughs> Just a symbol of communism. I was committed, studious, and 100% asexual. Oh God. Looking back, what my mom did, which is showing her kid a music video of Beyonce shaking her booty, is straight up blasphemy in Chinese culture. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of mom she is. This woman gives zero fucks, and that's why she's awesome. Nowadays, Holy though, shit. she's moved on to Jason Derulo and Maluma. Don't ask me why. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, my mom is a big fan of Jason Derulo and Maluma. She definitely has a thing for Latin men. Anyway, yeah, so that was it so far for all the audio episodes that I did so far. And then I think starting from episode eight, that's when I started interview like bring on guests onto my show and so that's when i recorded my first youtube episode so let's go back and take a look at that so ta-da there you go that's my youtube page uh oh my gosh that banner that banner took me a very long time to make i was on canva and just like you know piecing together all these different clip arts but you know what it looks cute and every time i go on my youtube channel i'm like oh that's my little banner <laughs> um yeah that's a big ass subscribe button I love, I love how I put my PayPal there. I think someone suggested, like, I was in Clubhouse one day and this guy's like, you should put your PayPal information on your YouTube channel. You never know who's going to donate to you. And you know what? I've actually gotten donations. So thank you to everyone who has donated to my channel. I really appreciate it. Now, time to take a look at my first ever YouTube episode, which was interviewing my friend, Ash. Oh my gosh, look at this thumbnail. So <laughs> this was an inside joke. Okay, you know what? I'm not gonna reveal the inside joke here, but uh, so my friend Aj, he is a, he's extremely, extremely smart, uh, a very enlightened individual. He's a fitness coach, fight scene choreographer, martial artist. I mean, let's just look at the description. How did I describe him? 
Oh my gosh, look at this. My hair looks terrible, but disregard. <laughs> oh God, how terrible was my hair? And what's up with the... I mean, it's not that bad, but let's be honest. The lighting was definitely off. Look at this. I was I was so new to the YouTube game and it's <laughs> just like, I was still trying to experiment, you know, with the camera and the lighting and the setup. So, hey, give me a break. <laughs> Look at the description. Meet our first guest ever. <laughs> Claw pen emoji. My incredibly funny, multi-talented philosopher friend, fitness coach, martial artist, fight scene choreographer, and entrepreneur, Aja Ramnarai. Damn, Aj, I really hyped you up on my podcast. Let's get started. Why did you rip your shirt open? Why did you rip like, your shirt I swear open? I just like unbuttoned. <laughs> so talking about? It was like this the whole time. No, it was this. You were like <laughs> deliberately. <laughs> a wild imagination. Oh my god. Oh. He said you have a wild imagination. Holy shit. Oh shit. How the fuck do I? Is this how I record? <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Cool. So as you can tell, I was clearly so lost. I was like, did I even? Did I even hit the record button? Are we even recording this? Like we recorded this on Zoom and Aj, Aj was kind of my guinea pig. So I want to thank you Aj so much for being my first guest. And he was a fantastic guest. So I'm going to make the introduction now. Yo, you nervous, bro? <laughs> you bet I'm nervous. Yo, Aj. I don't know what happened to you, man. Is that your quarantine hairstyle? You looked very different before. <laughs> the camera's rolling. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode eight of Make Peace Not Be. This is your host, Lily. And today um, we have our very first guest on the show. AJ. Struggling not to say AJ. <laughs> uh, I know. For the longest time, I thought his name was AJ. I did. I did. <laughs> I get that a lot. I mean... When you get to Canada and, you, and one of the Backstreet Boys is named AJ. Oh my god! I love, I love. Okay, so guys, you have no idea. I, I spend so much time doing video editing. Like I, I insert like clip arts and like text and special effects, and I sprinkle it throughout the video. You know, looking back, my podcast episodes were what like one hour, five minutes long. But I actually edited the entire episode and I put so much special effects. I don't even think anyone watches it, which is like the sad part. But I would go back and watch it myself. I think it still has entertainment value. <laughs> because we tied. We love to do that. Oh, we love to be social. Culture, okay. We love to make jokes. Even even the sort of like beef that we have with uh, with Guyanese people, because Chinese and Guyanese are always like that. Oh, we, the Guyanese we like to listening to this episode be like, <laughs> oh my god, that's so cute. Oh my god, I love how I did these like little emojis and things. Enlightenment really means mm. what they think is that enlightenment means like oh some magic fairy dust is gonna descend upon you or you know some angel light is just gonna open up and it's like no enlightenment mean, meant to me to make lighter mm -hmm. to let go of all of those experiences that you've held on to for so long so literally making your mind and heart heavy to let go of things to those things. Yo, Ash, you should be a life coach, just saying. <laughs> one week into my two month program, if you want to call it, one week I was like, screw this. <laughs> I was like, I see what's going on. Like, like he wants me to train all of oh these people for free. Do you know who I am? Like, I get paid so much money. Do you know who these clients are that I train? Are you kidding me? You want me to do this for free? Oh my god. And it was like, ego, ego, oh ego, ego. And it was just like all in my face. Like, I struggled. Yo, he was such a good guest. He's very animated. He's very dynamic. He's actually very suited. I would love to invite Aj back for like an in-person episode. I think it's gonna be so much fun. I'm so sorry, Aj. This, you were my, <laughs> you were my lab rat. You were my guinea pig. <laughs> 
Oh my god, I love how I pause. Oh, yeah. I really, really appreciated this conversation. I just wish the audio quality could have been better. I had a shitty mic. Aj was. I think he recorded this on a phone. Like, come on, like, look at the aspect ratio. Like, like, what, what did he use? Like, was he in his bedroom? Like, I don't even remember. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Now, moving on to one of the most popular episodes on my podcast ever which was episode nine recorded with one of my closest friends, Eliza, who was uh, my former roommate and we used to live together. And I mean, we are still very close friends and I still see her regularly. But yo, this episode, I lis- I went back and listened to it so many times and every single time I go back and listen to it, I I notice uh, like new things that she has said that I didn't pick up the first time I listened to it. And I'm just in awe. Like Eliza was such an amazing guest. She's an amazing friend of mine, but she's just she was just so open and vulnerable with you know, what was she, what she was going through. And at the time that we recorded this podcast, I think it was five or six months after her breakup. And you can still see that she was reeling from the breakup, but the fact that she was so open and transparent with everything, like, oh man, I admire her so much for, for being so articulate and being able to communicate how she was uh, coping with the breakup. And I just want to give a huge shout out to Eliza for being such a fantastic guest on my podcast and being a fantastic Aww. friend. But yeah, let's let's dive into this episode a lot of changes as per usual in my life but <laughs> i'm okay today i feel yeah. way better i like switch i really up. like how i did the editing by the way in these first few episodes how i kind of had like the bloopers in the beginning it was it was really fun like kind of yeah behind the scenes uh, kind of the this like den space so it's a little bit different I like it. Is- show me show me Oh my god, I was clearly using some, like, template <laughs> for Adobe Premiere Pro. For Hello, fellow Peacemaker. Oh, improvement! You see how in the previous episode I didn't have my logo and I didn't have, like, episode description, and now I actually have a, a more consistent branding <laughs> on my YouTube channel. I, lo- I love just being able to witness the evolution of my YouTube channel and being able to spot, uh, like how I kept adding like these small touches that made marginal improvements to my podcast channel. <laughs> Welcome back to episode eight of Make Peace Not Oh Beef. my gosh. I-, I meant nine. Yeah, I-, I keep forgetting which episode it is. And I-, I-, I think at some point I just gave up. I'm like, I don't even know what episode this is. I'm just gonna not try. Hey, joining us is one of my closest friends, my best friend, Eliza Tevis, who is actually um, my ex Sorry, fuck, this notification came up. Okay, sorry. Oh my god. Hello, fellow peacemaker. Welcome back to episode eight of Make Peace Not Be. Someone fire Lily now, wow. I I had so much fun editing these episodes because I was able to go back and add like, you know, like small commentaries and asides. I think these were just for my own enjoyment. I don't even think anyone else appreciates these like side commentaries, but I was having so much fun making these. But yeah, I'm gonna go to the part where we talked about how we met uh, first impressions because we're gonna first talk about how we met because I think it's it's one of those like once in a hundred year stories I think this one's actually kind of crazy because Eliza was actually the person who gave me my first job now she was okay, okay so let's do first impressions of each other and, first and impressions all the here we go that we found out about each other after living together. let's go <laughs> I do want to start with saying that we were like I was such a different person. You were definitely <laughs> such a different person. We were. We were different. like we have both grown mm. so much over the years. That's fair. So when I first met Lily, I thought 
she was such a goody two shoes. Oh my god. I thought she was, you know, was this was. typical uptown Asian girl, super amazing <laughs> grades, walking this like proper line. She's getting into consulting and she's grinding and working really hard on client site. She was so yep. formal with me. Lily, that email that you brought up, the one where you put, hello, Miss Tevis, yeah. was, I remember <laughs> oh, looking God. at one of the coordinators on my team and being like, this is the first time anyone has written an email to say, hello, Miss Tevis. Like, I think I was like 20. What can I say? I was raised at the time, right I was wow. like, I feel old, <laughs> like looking at this email. Like, I don't Holy even know shit. how I feel this right is now. so much fun. And, yeah, and break. I was just trying to get a job. <laughs> yeah, I think I had visited you once on client site oh or something God. like that. Like I my impression of you was just this like clean cut, <laughs> yeah. super formal, very goody two shoes, like Asian girl. I don't oh, even think I, I was saw you get drunk I mean, I kind of once. Am. I always kind felt of. like maybe people always kept things really formal with me because of the side pieces, but okay. wait, 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 wait till the now, power. Let me tell, let me tell you go. my side of the go. story. So I had this image of Eliza as this ABG kind of girl. Like if you guys, yeah. So ABG stands for Asian baby girl, <laughs> and I'm gonna explain what it is. I don't know what that stands for. It stands for <laughs> Asian baby girl, which is basically like, like the most gangster like motherfucker. Grab your blocks when you see Tupac. <laughs> Wait, wait, go back. Okay, okay, okay. Let me replay that Thug Life animation for you, and I'll, I'll explain why. Most gangster, like, motherfucker. Eliza's old IG posts all used the hashtag Thug Life. It's actually true. So when I first met Eliza, all her Instagram posts had Thug Life. I was like, oh shit, this is not, this is not a <laughs> So this Thug Life animation, uh, you have no idea. This took me 30 minutes to make, even though it was only, like, a five-second five second snippet in like an a episode that is one hour and 25 minutes long like who the hell is even gonna notice this right like i clearly i was making these like i was adding these little touches here and there for my own enjoyment because i don't think anyone else would be able to appreciate it but um yeah that that animation was not easy and i had to literally download like the entire tupac track and then like clip it and then like time it with the animation it was it was it was not easy man like show some show some love for my podcast come on come on i put so much effort into the editing let's go and, and <laughs> this girl always wore like stilettos and like super high oh, heels oh we were on these platforms i swear like dressed in all black like she looked like she was oh, yeah. a nightclub and she wore <laughs> she that looked like office. she was about to hit a nightclub i said that on a podcast I'm like, whoa, like, are you sure this is the recruiter who recruited me? Like, but it's still daily. Oh my god, look at her facial expression. I thought, like, you were very, like, defiant and edgy. Like, you were different. You were not. (laughs) Yo, look at it. It says, women don't bullshit me. I don't believe none of this. Yeah, so I added these, like, captions afterward because I'm like, Eliza's like, don't bullshit me. You did not, you did not think I was defiant. You. to showcase your personality in the office because everybody else was in like super tight suits and like you know I mean she did not look really? impressed I did not know th- I always thought that I wore like super pr- I like what outfit I'm trying- she's trying to salvage her reputation on a public podcast and I think bad it was it was it was definitely- <laughs> look at this me realizing what a grave mistake I had made and trying very hard to talk myself out of it okay it was definitely smart casual I would say like it was very stylish yeah like- I was like oh shit oh shit maybe Eliza doesn't want to be depicted that way so I had to I had to like backtrack and be like and we decided to share with you guys exactly what happened okay so let's take it away.
Mm. Yeah, we decided to take a vacation together around the time that we were looking Ooh. at buying a place together. So the idea this was is the that part we where would the podcast in Japan after I was actually. done work in Seoul, South Korea. And then we would have a great vacation and then we would come back. Um, and this is November 2019. Tony I and I have never argued. We never fought before. But there was a tiny bit of tension that happened on our trip. Just with a tiny bit of tension, all of our insecurities and all of my fears had come to life and we had a discussion. Oh my gosh, it was so articulate. And I just want to say like, you know, it's not easy talking about a difficult period that you went through in your previous serious relationship with your ex-partner on, on a podcast. So I just want to applaud Eliza for being so, once again, vulnerable, open and courageous because not everybody can do this. I don't think I can do this. So. Man, like, and, and she was she was so articulate and eloquent while she was at it. I'm just like, gosh, I really admire her for doing that. And thank you so much, Eliza, for for sharing your story with so many people. Because I know there were a lot of women that like messaged me afterwards and said, you know what, hey, I really resonated with what Eliza was going through and what she was saying. So this is this is just incredible. Like, please go listen to this podcast episode if you haven't. Also, like, I just felt like we had so much fun talking about it. You know, just. This is the kind of conversation she and I had as friends and as roommates. Like, man, I, I really lucked out. I don't know how I landed her as a roommate and we just became really close friends, but. But what other people don't realize is that that other part, the part that is that makes you, that made me angry, mm -hmm. you Feeling can you can be confident in not getting back together with someone, but you can still love someone. And then there's True. other parts that I ended up discovering about this whole, you know, breakup where I still didn't heal from what he had said in Japan, mm. I still didn't heal from a lot of those different things. So healing is something that takes a lot of time and it comes in parts. That's right. So yes, when you said to me, I don't think you're over him. And I said, yes, I said that with confidence because I wouldn't go back to him. But I think there were still lingering parts of me that mm -hmm. still cared about him enough to do some sort of reaction from me, but I would never go back to him. I still yeah. would. And, and now it's even more stronger. Like I don't yeah. give a crap. I don't give a crap. That's, that's really great. Oh, man. Um, you know, okay. I, I wonder if Tony ever <laughs> discovers that I have a podcast and if he ever watches this episode that would... Like, I'd be curious, like, hey, Tony, if you... <laughs> Obviously, his name is not Tony, but let us know if, you know, your side of the story, maybe? <laughs> no, that's that's really nice. When you're saying, like, I'm single, I was about to say, guys, hop on it. <laughs> like, <laughs> hop on I'll, it. I'll attach her, like, Instagram. DM open. Different, but, like, in that physical aspect, I just want them to be really strong. Oh, my God. Where did I, I get am... all these gifts? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That was a that giant was wink emoji. Shit. Yeah, but what about you? Whoa, what did I say? Wait, did I just whisper... <laughs> Okay, who's down for some kinky shit? Let me replay that part. Did I say that? Damn. <laughs> okay, who's, who's down for some kinky shit? Yeah, oh my god, I actually said that. Wow. <laughs> okay, so that's a little snippet of this uh, podcast episode for you. This is one of my highly critically acclaimed episodes. So the next episode I want to react to is episode 11 on my podcast, where I interviewed two um, ex-Google engineers who then quit Google to work on climate full-time. Let's take a look. Is that appropriate for climate change? And then he can introduce him. Oh, shit. Sorry. Ooh, I'm glad I caught that. Oh, see, now my podcast finally has a video, like, trailer clip, like, intro. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 11 of Make Peace Good Not energy. Beef. I'm your host, Lily, and today joining me are two extremely brilliant ex-Google engineers Mr. Eugene Kripshov and Ms. Cassandra Xia. 
who are now the founders of an amazing organization called Work on Climate yeah, that we're going to talk about I'm today. I'm a big fan. I'm Before big fan of Eugene and Cassandra. I would first like to I'm introduce my friends guests. Them, talents. My hobbies, interests, and hidden talents. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I know Lily wants something super juicy. <laughs> Lily wants something one. juicy. Do you have any interests outside of work? Oh. Um, <laughs> Juicy. See, take a look. Take a look at this. Hi. I know. That was the perfect. Uh, so I inserted a little clip from Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Got lots of traction. <laughs> and uh, he's become like a real figurehead in, in the climate movement. Just gonna dig in a hole and just. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> you're amazing too. No, I'm just gonna dig a hole. Oh. Yeah, she was talking about like these really accomplished young people in climate. I'm like, yeah, I feel really inadequate listening to all of this. I've barely done anything, and it's time to rise up to climate action. This episode was just so inspiring. This is actually also one of my favorite episodes on my podcast. So if you haven't listened to it, be sure to check it out. All right. Now, I want to play a little bit of episode 12, which I also think is, man, I, I think James is probably the most eloquent guest I've ever had on my podcast. I don't know why this podcast didn't gain as much traction as I would have liked to, but I honestly learned so much from, from this episode. Oh. By the way, take a look at this. So this was episode 12, Circular Insuring Economy with X-Bank consultant and sustainability entrepreneur, James Dahl. So the funny thing about this episode is that, so uh, I think on the day of um, like James and I, like our internet connection was just very unsteady. <laughs> so what happened was this podcast episode was completely recorded. Like he could not see me and I could not see him. We just recorded our video and audio separately and we pieced together. So basically what happened was during this episode, I recorded my, like the reactions you see here, like his video and my video were recorded separately. It was a blind interview. Like I did not actually get to see his real time facial expressions. So that, that's what I meant here when I said, you know, this was actually a blind interview that was later pieced together, but it actually worked out so well. Like, you know, and it, like the way I reacted to his, like it, it was crazy, but yeah. Having a plastic bottle wouldn't be a very good example of a circular economy practice. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. I just want to highlight the fact that, you know, there is a cost to recycling too, especially there is a cost to upcycling, right? You mm -hmm. take this one mm -hmm. piece of plastic or glass, or whatever, you have to break it down and then yeah. you have to regenerate it into- A lot of people don't know that. Again. There is a cost to recycling and upcycling. It's not free. So anyway, so this episode was just really, really good. Uh, Due to time constraint, I still have a lot of other episodes I want to cover. So I'm going to now jump to episode 18, A Life on Our Planet. So this was the episode that I did with Alicia and we... So this episode is also very popular. So this is where Alicia and I review that epic documentary, A Life on Our Planet by David Attenborough, which was the documentary of 2020. If you haven't seen it, it is absolutely... The way they filmed it is so beautiful, shocking, sad. Welcome to episode 18 of Make Peace Not Beef. This is your host, Lily, and my guest today is Alicia Dale, a lifelong environmentalist. Alicia and I are going to talk about Sir David Attenborough's epic documentary, mm. A Life on Our Planet, filmed last year in 2020, and it basically talks about the planet's dramatic decline over the past century. Mm. Now, if you're doing what I'm doing with this podcast, subscribe and with Describe how you felt after watching in three words, okay? Working on climate and just spreading the message and raising awareness and basically mobilizing people into taking action. Yeah, so if I were to sum that up into three words, maybe okay. like 
motivated, inspired. Like definitely, I also felt shocked and sad and all those things. But I think at this point, the motivation <laughs> outweighs the the fear. Lily, yeah, that's so, still not three words. Yeah, scene, I clearly David can't. was talking about the. I asked. I. I was supposed to describe it in three words and I, and I just tossed out a bunch of random words. For, for listeners who eat seafood, like I'm vegan, you're a vegetarian, but for listeners who are eating seafood, like if you love tuna, which is I think now down to 4% of its original it's population, crazy. that's how crazy like, you know, fishes are declining. Okay, so I know I said fishes and one of my listeners actually has a problem with me saying fishes and he corrected me and he said, Lily, Fish is already plural. You're not supposed to say fishes. And I was like, really? Like, but I've been saying fishes. Like, I mean, I picture a fish to be like singular. So multiple fishes would be fishes. But I guess he's right. So I, I guess I am sorry. Going forward, I'm going to say fish instead of fishes. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. I agree with you. Female empowerment and climate change are seemingly unrelated things, but actually they're linked and very intimately linked. Because at the end of the day, it's mm -hmm. women who are bringing life into the planet. So we are the gatekeepers yeah. of human population in a way, right? So yeah. ladies, if you're thinking about how to help solve climate change, have less kids and- Yeah, it's, it's true. I mean, this is such a sensitive topic, right? Whenever I talk about like curbing population growth, a lot of people are saying, oh, but like having kids is a human right. And it was hard for me to touch on this topic because like, of course I recognize that like reproduction is a human right, but like looking at fertility rates, I do think, you know, female empowerment and as women become more and more educated, they are more inclined to have less kids. So, um, I mean, statistically speaking, like scientists have uncovered a not so surprising fact that the most effective way to combat climate change is to have less children because guess who's causing climate change is not. Okay. So excellent episode. Now I want to go to uh, episode 21 is climate change real. So yeah, so this episode was relatively shorter, but also really important and informative. So a lot of people are asking me like, Lily, why are you still making videos about is climate change, whether or not climate change is real? Because there are still people who don't believe in climate change, believe it or not. Like we have no time for debate right now. But yeah, anyway, so I made this video for once and for all, just to clarify and lay out the facts that climate change is very real, but let's take a look. It's so cold this month. How is climate change That's real? Me. Climate change is good for Canadians. Oh my God, I love how I, I had dumbbells and I was, why do I care about climate change? I'm a comedian. I care more about how many people laugh at my jokes. Straight out of quarantine, that shirt. How do you know climate change is not a natural process that the earth does? Didn't we go through like five ice ages? <laughs> my parents were climate deniers, mm. but they gave birth to a climate activist. Me. Scientists would call that a genetic mutation. I call it evolution. Well said. <laughs> of all, what is climate change? What is global warming? What's the difference? Very important. So going back to the basics, I know, just bear with me for a second. According to NASA, climate change is a long-term change in the average weather patterns that have come to define the Earth's local, regional, and global climates. If that was too technical, it remained roughly constant at 280 parts per million. There we go, guys. Then the after proof. 1750, it began growing exponentially. Watch this woman save a koala during the bushfire. She's the hero we all need. Yeah, <laughs> I overdubbed it with We Are the Champions by Queen. Yeah. 
I'm gonna use Pascal's wager to show you why it doesn't matter if climate Lily, your audience is not gonna understand Pascal's wager. Oh my god, I, I was clearly so in my own head with all these videos. I'm like, I'm going to prove to you using philosophy as to why climate change is real. And even if it's not real, you should still care. Change <laughs> is actually real or not, you should still act. <laughs> Okay, so Seriously? Pascal's wager. This is a famous philosophical dilemma that Pascal came up with when he was debating as to whether Yo. or not he should believe I went in the really far with God. these episodes. So the original Pascal's wager goes like this. You have this chart with four quadrants, right? If God exists and you believe in it... Anyway, I'm not gonna spoil it for you. Go watch this episode. It was fun. Even the philosophical argument that I made at the end, it made a lot of sense. So now I want to review episode 22. So, Building a Climate Resilient New York featuring Art Chain, episode 22. So this one, yeah, so for the first time on my podcast, I actually interviewed uh, Art Chain, who was running for mayor in the city of New York. This was back in uh, May, and the, the New York uh, mayoral election was in June, so I actually interviewed him a month before the mayoral election. This was, this, this was an epic interview. He is so freaking knowledgeable and just like entrepreneurial and he's so passionate about social issues and i had a great time interviewing archie and i learned so much from him so let's take a look am i interrupting your dinner am i interrupting your dinner time, right i'm a candidate i have no life <laughs> I'm a candidate, I have no life. yeah it's, it's canvassing 24 7. yeah and it's also i do have to get my sleep because my brain doesn't work well when i don't get enough sleep so how many hours did you sleep last night i get at least seven that's no, good I'm... that's good yeah Exciting news to share with you. We have our first sponsor. Oh my god, that terrible okay. singing. <laughs> um, this episode of Make Peace Not Beef is brought to you by CRISPR, Toronto's first and only zero-waste oh yeah, plant-based meal kit so. service. I know. Finally! CRISPR delivers fresh ingredients and delicious not recipes. Bad. Okay, this is not a bad packaging. like sponsored segment. If you open containers, so nothing gets thrown in the garbage like or even recycling. Like I, uh, and they pick up your empty kit every week for you. Make Peace Not Beef listeners are getting a great deal. Just go to crisperkits.ca and enter the promo code MPMB20 when you I love check how out I had a $20. Order. This looks so legit! <laughs> what a great deal. So make sure you jump on a Peacemaker and let me know how it tastes. Yeah, that this was well edited, I'm not gonna say. Action. Now I want to dive into the details of your policies because I see that you have so many amazing policies on installing solar panels, green roofs, and you have transit policies that you want to enact, mm -hmm. even community empowerment and maybe even climate education, efficient building. I really so studied can we just dive into before some of the key components of your policy? No, the climate really affects every aspect of our life and especially our, our health. And I think Art made a really good point when he touched on like the human life cycle and how climate sort of impacts every stage of that life cycle. and. You know, going forward, kids from the future might not have the same upbringing and experience that we had 20, 30 years ago. You know, uh, being able to experience the four seasons and have that experience be just due to the drastically changing climate. So and how that affects our health and, you know, both mental health and also physical health. So because we have. Yeah, this was a great episode. I, I loved it. I mean, I keep saying that about every episode, but the okay, next episode I want to react to is episode 24, which is the reverse interview. Now, this is also one of my really popular episodes. Cassandra was from episode 11. I interviewed her with Eugene, if you guys remember, the two ex-Google engineers who left Google to found work on climate. And then she had this idea of doing a reverse interview with me. So she actually came back onto the pod and she interviewed me and she asked me such good questions that I had no answers to. But I, you know what? I actually think I did pretty well in this interview. Let's Canada because this is pre-capitalist China. Mm. 
And then after you like after China entered into a mixed economy, you start to see like with urbanization, people started to become more wasteful and materialistic. And that's a topic for another day. And then I that's that's when it really hit me like, wow, I feel like I feel this shift in our mentality and like not in a good way. Like that's when I that's when it first hit me, the dangers of a developing nation headed for a developed nation, because that means they're going to follow the same path and the same consumerist behaviors that's going to lead to climate change. Mm. Right. And that's what I had feared the most with economic development in China, that they're going to follow the same path as America. And, you know, which is eventually going to lead to obesity, climate change and all these other issues. Mm. So. Right. I just really became aware of all these urban issues, environment at the center of, of it all. This is the interesting thing I want to tell listeners, which is that I think the universe always has a way of putting you back on your path. And for me, it was the universe always has a way of putting you back on your path. Very well said, Lily. How did you come up with that? Reconnecting with my environmentalist roots. And when I was like 23, 24, 20, I think what I was trying to say with the universe always has a way of putting you back on your path is that you know, because as a kid, I knew what I was passionate about and I knew what I wanted to do, but then I kind of took a detour in my adulthood, but then I, I went back to, I came, you know, I sort of retraced my roots and followed my passion again uh, in my adulthood. Oh. I think that's what I was trying to get at with the universe is trying to put me back on the path that I was meant to pursue. So I, man, I think I listened to this episode and like I gave myself chills after listening to it. I'm like, oh my gosh, Lily, like I low key am just like a big fangirl of myself. Okay, that makes me sound like a narcissist, but you know what? I I do look up to myself, not in not in a not in a narcissistic sense, but I'm just proud of myself for making that for taking that leap of faith and for for truly embracing who I am and what I'm meant to do. So, good for you, Lily. I'm really proud of you, and I and Cassandra was such an amazing interviewer. I had a great time being interviewed. This was such a fantastic idea. Thank you, Cass. <laughs> Okay. Episode 25, I talked about how Bitcoin works, why Bitcoin can be good for the environment. This is probably a very controversial episode. As you can see, I got one thumb down. Wow, who gave me a thumb down? Come on, I put so much effort into this episode. And I actually compiled um, a lot of information. I think I, I think actually a lot of people don't understand how Bitcoin works. So I did extensive research uh, to back up this episode. And I even like, I did a deep dive on the computer science behind it too. It was crazy. But yeah, let's let's give it a listen. I listen to a bunch of Bitcoin energy podcasts, so you don't have to. (laughs) Quickly, what is Bitcoin? What is cryptocurrency? What is blockchain? Mm. What are all these terms that you see floating around on the internet all the time? Oh my gosh, my hair was so frizzy in this episode. Can you see that? Like, look at all that frizz. The money that you and I currently spend in our wallet, on our credit cards, that... Yeah, that's a lot of bills. It's fiat currency, which means a physical currency issued and regulated yeah, by- Yeah, so I kind of talked about the energy controversy and how Bitcoin can be used to accelerate the transition to clean energy, which is mm, pretty counterintuitive, depending on if it's higher than or lower than the target hash. Oh, the reason God. why it's so difficult to get a hash is because oh, there's God. no way to predict where the hash will be for a given nonce until- you- I hope this actually made sense to people. I really tried to like simplify it, but you know, there is a bit of computer science involved. It's- Go check it out if you want to understand how Bitcoin works and also how um, it harnesses renewable energy and especially excess renewable energy, which I made sure to clarify here. Okay, next, uh, react to my first studio episode that I recorded with Ivana. After the the series of episodes I did, I was like, man, it would be so cool if I can do some in-person episodes because I really wanted to, you know, I've been watching Joe Rogan for a while. I'm like, I really like how he has a studio set up. Um, I want to do that too. So I actually rented an Airbnb for this next episode you're about to see. Yeah, I did the editing for the intro for this episode, but 
I love how I made the cuts on beat. <laughs> I like how I filmed it in slow mo too. <laughs> yep, everything is Video, going. 4K. <laughs> Perfect. No. Okay. So now it's recording. I was I so tired careful. already. <laughs> Don't worry. All right. <laughs> We're starting. Oh my god. The setup took one hour. That was. That was a lot of work. Oh yeah, we had a three camera setup actually. It was just uh, my iPhone, my iPad, and then also her phone. Oh, gosh, this was not easy. Oh my God, in-studio episodes are so much work. This is why like, you know, Joe Rogan probably has a whole team helping him, but I don't, I do everything myself. So yeah. Capturing carbon, sinking, or sinking the, the seaweed into the deep sea and holding carbon there. And they're fleshing out what the carbon credit uh, economy could look like. Again, mm. it's a little too early still. Yeah, so Ivana also talks about the industrial applications of seaweed, which is absolutely fascinating. Seaweed is not just for consumption. It can literally be a viable plastic alternative. And I'm so, so excited about that. So I'm so glad I met up with Ivana and I'm so glad she decided to move to Toronto and we got to collaborate. And I just want to give a huge shout out to Ivana because she was the, like, this was the first in-studio episode I've ever done and it turned out fantastic, IMO, so yeah. Next, I want to I wanna react to the episode that I did with Roderick, my friend, um, who's a talented rapper, musician, and also, so enemy gives love advice. So this is the second in-studio episode I've done uh, with my friend Roderick. Actually, he was previously featured on my podcast to talk about his career and like building mental resilience. So Roderick is one of the most, I guess, confident, assertive, also self-aware individuals I've met just all around incredible guy, extremely morally principled. And I think he dropped some gems in this episode. And he has a very non-traditional view on marriage, which I think is like super interesting for those of you who haven't checked out this episode, you should, but I'm gonna play a little bit. I really liked the intro, so let's watch it. We did a little time-lapse. I thought it would be cool. I had this vision in my house, like we're gonna do a time-lapse for the intro for this episode, yeah. I booked a nice place for this episode. It was expensive, but it was worth it. I'm glad we did it. Also, the, another three camera setup. Yeah. So. Last time that you're the kind of guy, Here we go. if you were single, you would get a sex worker mm -hmm. and you would pay the same girl every single time. What if that was legal, right? Yeah, so so it was funny because Roger and I were talking and he's like, oh, I don't want to talk about the whole sex worker thing because I realize sex workers are illegal in Canada and I don't want to get myself into trouble. And also him being a public figure, being a rapper, he's... So we were like, okay, but like hypothetically speaking though, if it was legal, you would hire some sex workers, right? Throw, let me throw out the disclaimer right i didn't yeah and also for those of you who are wondering why we did this episode together so actually um remember that episode i did with eliza on healing from a breakup relationship so a lot of my female listeners were asking me to to get a guy's perspective kind of to like you know balance things out to the listeners if you want to get wait married, a second pause bye. are my thighs showing what Oh no! Oh shit! We should have edited this part out. Oh my By god! By all means, you know, if you want, I just to, find it disturbing. It, like, I'm saying, like in general, oh my gosh, my thighs I've always are showing. Uh, wondered about that. I was like, if it's illegal, <laughs> people that are were married or have been married, and them being married, the ring, the certificate, never stopped any of that. So that's that's, that's like that might be a that might be a thing within if like if right. you think that you're gonna get this ring and this certificate, 
And when you go to do something, it's going to be like one of the X-Men characters pushing <laughs> your hand back. It's not going to happen like that. Like, if you want to do something, I've been in many situations where I could have cheated and I was like, mm-hmm. hell no. Mm-hmm. And right. it has nothing to do with marriage. It's like, no, I'm yeah. with somebody. Yeah. No. Anyway. So I'm going to review, I'm going to react to one last episode. I actually, you know what? I'm going to react to my video, how to podcast in 2021, step-by-step complete guide. So this was my, this was the first video that I like directed, filmed while my mom helped me film. Shout out to my amazing mom. Um, But I came up with like the artistic vision of how I wanted to film it and things like that and like special effects and filming in slow-mo and the different angles. So I was so proud when I finished editing uh, the film and yeah, let's watch it. This is like my proudest production ever. I chose the perfect music, I swear. Mm. Ooh, Versace. A Lily Tong production, so dramatic. (laughs) I like it. Ah, the espresso machine. I like the font I chose. Have you ever been curious what my life is like behind the scenes? What if people are not curious? Though? Hey there, fellow peacemaker. <laughs> Welcome to my YouTube channel, yeah, Make Peace Not Beef, animation. a podcast about making peace with yourself and the world. I'm Lily, aka the dopest chick on the planet, dopest chick and on the I'm planet. the founder and host of Make Peace Not Woo-hoo. Beef. My mission is to make climate action fun and relatable to the average person. Yes, Today, girl. you get to peek into my life as a climate activist, podcaster, and a multifaceted- okay. This part is crazy. Get ready. Oh my god. Episode title, oh, section titles, infographics, special <laughs> so effects, work. sound effects, it's all of that. This part can take up to 20 to 30 hours of editing for each episode. Yes, yeah, you heard me crazy. correctly. 20 to 30 it's hours. It's absolutely that sounds about right though. Nowadays, I outsource my video editing. But back in the days, I manually edited every single one of my I videos edited this using episode Premiere Pro. Too, so. But the funny thing is, video editing is actually the part that I enjoy the most. I just find it to be incredibly rewarding and fun. <laughs> Note to self, it's 12, 12 a.m. Lily, go to bed. Yeah, it was 12, 12 when I was editing this episode, so I was making a note for myself to go to bed. Even though it's so lab- I hope you like this video and hopefully have a deeper appreciation for podcasters and content creators. Please don't forget to check out my podcast, Make Peace Not Beef, so you can now witness all of this hard work in action. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and comment down below, and leave my podcast a five-star review. I very much appreciate that. Your support means the world to me. Peace. I like the outro.
All right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. This episode was super long, but we're done. Okay, everyone. So I think that's it for today's episode. It was so much fun reflecting back on my journey. It has not been easy. And I, I spent countless hours on the editing and recording and filming, but you know what? Let me tell you, it's, it's all worth it. And it's, it's even more rewarding just looking back at my progress and just how far I've made it. And this really gives me motivation to keep going. And last but not least, I want to give a shout out to Tamara, who literally commented on every single one of my YouTube episodes. Like if it weren't for her support, like I'm not even sure if I would keep my YouTube channel going. So, and also I want to give a huge shout out to my virtual assistant, Veronica, for helping me edit all my recent episodes. And she's, she's absolutely killing it, doing a fantastic job. I, I mean, if it weren't for these phenomenal people in my life. And of course, my listeners, you, thank you so much for continuing to support my channel Aww. and my podcast and listening and providing me with all these feedbacks and support and all the Q&A videos. I just want to thank everybody um, for supporting Make Peace Not Beef. You know, it started with an idea in my head and here it is materialized in the 3D. Like this is just, it's just so exciting. And I can't wait to produce more content for you all. And I can't wait to see where I, how this podcast grows in the future. I'm, I'm excited for a few upcoming episodes where I'm going to bring on some really dope guests. And I'm also planning to do a few more solo episodes. This has got me really pumped. You know, as a climate activist, I, I have to admit before I started this podcast, I was often, I did often find myself in a doom and gloom mindset, but Ever since I started Make Peace Not Beef, it just really put a positive spin on my journey as a climate activist. So this has just been a really fun ride. And I learned so much from all the guests that are featured on my podcast. So I want to give a shout out to all the guests that agreed to appear on my show. Like you've taught me so much about climate change um, from a wide array of perspectives. Um, so man, I am just so blessed and grateful. And I'm so thankful that I started this podcast 40 episodes in going strong, baby. And we're going to keep going. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode, whether you're watching the YouTube version or listening to the audio version, please don't forget to subscribe, like, and comment down below what you thought of my reaction video. And if you're listening on Spotify, please don't forget to check out the YouTube version. I love you all so much and I'll see you in the next episode. Peace. All right, that's a wrap. I hope you liked today's episode and found it helpful. Remember, you can watch the video version of this episode on my YouTube channel, Make Peace Not Beef. Please don't forget to subscribe and rate for more exciting content down the road. Your support is my creative juice. If you have any questions or comments, please head over to my social media on Twitter, Instagram at Make Peace Not Beef, or shoot me an email at lily at makepeacenotbeef.com. That's L-I-L-L-Y. Feel free to check out my website, makepeacenotbeef.com for more information. Alrighty, peacemakers, I'll see you in the next episode.